Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and this week I'll be going through uh, Conference A new signings for League One and also how the Harlequins and the Honda Heat have got a new partnership. Welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and uh, yeah, I'm sitting again in my little cozy room in Sagamihara in Japan, loving the heat, embracing the heat, uh, and also talking to you from the past. I mean, every podcast is from the past. They aren't live. But this is even more in the past. Like I mentioned last week, I am uh, currently living it up in Ireland, um, having fun. I'm actually there for a wedding of a, a good friend of mine from New Zealand. So um, yeah, I've never been to Europe. Um, very exciting. I'm not excited about the 21-hour flight uh, that my uh, translator salary allows me to have. Um, obviously, I would have preferred something else, but, I mean, two transfers, 21 hours, uh, it's going to be a great experience. And, um, yeah, all for the boys and for love, you know. Um, oh, no, sorry, another tangent. But, um, yeah, so a lot of this stuff will be a little bit outdated. Um, and I know that the Japan World Cup squad would have already been announced. So, yeah. It's like, whoa, he made it kind of thing. I can't do that, you know. I mean, I can. Whoa. And you can just imagine, like, if there's any surprises, just imagine that that whoa was for that person. Um, so it's been a long day. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm being weird, which is very normal for me. But um, I'll go straight into the uh, segment um, with my favorite thing. Rugby news of the week. All right. Uh, the news of the week this week is that uh, Harlequins and the recently promoted Mie Honda Heat have uh, announced a long-term international strategic partnership uh, between the two clubs. So, yeah, this uh, partnership means that there's going to be a lot of different initiatives between the clubs and that's going to hopefully help uh, both clubs with their growth and development um, in certain, you know, parts of their rugby club. Um, obviously, they'll have player and coach exchanges. Um, so some of the Honda Heat uh, players can go to London, train uh, with the Quinns, um, and then supposedly also, uh, players trialists and, um, some of their development comps. Um, and then some of the coaches from the Quins will also come to Japan, um, to kind of help with their coach development. Um, and yeah, I guess, uh, give good experience for both, uh, teams. You also have, uh, player development opportunities for some of the Heat players, um, who can work with the Harlequins to, develop their leadership skills and to share you know different knowledges and knowledge and experiences from both countries both clubs um is you know rugby in both uh countries is obviously very different um and then also the harlequins and the honda heat will be able to collab um exchange knowledge and um yeah not just about uh rugby stuff but also with how to build their rugby community um their marketing and their pr and then also just what to do on our match day. So um, that stuff that uh, Japan, which, you know, the League One obviously isn't a fully professional league. Um, a lot more of that onus, though, has been put on the um, team. So uh, since the League One, the biggest difference, I feel, is that all the uh, stadiums, until you get to the finals and the promotion relegation games, have to be rented out and, um, yeah, sourced by the host team. Um, in the past, it would have been all done by uh the league so that's why you had you know games like Toshiba against Dinobores and Kamaishi or the Coca-Cola Red Sparks 
and Kenan Eagles at Kamaishi. Um, yeah, so you have a lot of teams traveling a long way in the past now, trying to build a bit more of, I guess, a base community. And um, that also means it costs a lot more for the clubs. They've got to source the um, stadium, but then they also get the profits if they can make a profit. Obviously, those profits go straight to the club. So I think it's still quite hard for a lot of teams to make profit at the moment. Rugby's not as big as, you know, sports like baseball or soccer. I mean, baseball, they got like what, 300 games or something. And, you know, they've always got thousands of uh, people going to them um, after work every day. So, um, yeah, it's um, not quite at that level yet. But with uh, 120 million or so in the country, you know, there's enough people for, for all sports, I think. So hopefully things like this can help. Um, obviously the Dynabors currently have a partnership with the, uh, Highlanders in Super Rugby. So there's a lot of, um, good collaborations between those two clubs as well. So it'd be good to see a lot more of this happening, uh, with teams from the Southern Hemisphere and also the Northern Hemisphere. And, um, I think this probably helps, uh, teams like the Harlequins as well. You've seen, what is it? Three teams go bust in the, uh, yeah, Northern Hemisphere in England. And, um, I think these kind of things, a lot of, the support will be probably, you know, one way in terms of rugby knowledge. A lot of the stuff will probably be from the Harlequins to the Honda Heat, but in exchange for that, there's probably a bit of monetary exchange. I mean, obviously none of the articles say that, but you can only imagine, um, there's got to be something in it for both our teams. So, um, yeah, I guess that's part of it. Um, to try and, uh, have that stability, um, in your club as well. And it's just one way that you can, I guess, um, share your rugby knowledge, but also, um, get a bit of financial uh, gain from it as well. Um, but again, that's pure speculation. It doesn't say that on there, but a lot of the things that I'm seeing um, in terms of what um, it's designed for seem to be a lot of things that help Honda Heat. So um, yeah, wear their smoke, I guess. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, like I said, because this has been done more than a week in advance, I can't exactly do it around the grounds. Um, I'm not that psychic, but I thought this week I might do it around the Conference A teams and their new signings for 2023-2024. So um, obviously we don't know all of the info yet, I'm guessing. Um, a lot of the teams over here like to uh, drip feed their um, signings. I mean, you saw like Adi Savia, for example, was like before the start of last season, I think. It was ages ago. Um, and then they've announced some other signings obviously with that but they don't have like a list of these are our signings so if you want to see all the new signings you basically have to go through all their instas or their website that's all in japanese so i'm um going to try and just summarize everything so far i've looked through basically all their websites gone through all their news tabs and just um tracked down all the signings that i've seen hopefully i haven't missed anything hopefully there's no new ones um well actually hopefully there are new ones that you guys can all comment and tell me about but if there's anything i've missed make sure you send through those names that I've missed to Insta Japan Rugby Weekly or to the email Japan Rugby Weekly at gmail.com. So yeah, like I said, going straight into it with Conference A. Uh, firstly, we have the champions from last season, uh, Kubota Spears. Um, so I found three signings for them, all from overseas. Uh, the first one being Liam Williams, the 32 year old, obviously the wing slash fullback. Yeah, big signing for them and then also you have two free tall tall timber signings um you've got jd shickling who um until last season was at kobelco steelers uh 203 centimeters 121 kgs of pure south african beef um sorry if anyone 
knows uh, Costo, the old Warriors um, commentator. You know, that was homage to him. Um, but yeah, the 28-year-old is uh, Locke's last flanker, obviously, at his height. Um, yeah, good pickup for them. They've already got some tall South African locks here, so another one joining. And then they've also got a 19-year-old um, Australian, uh, Fritz Tavana. So uh, he's, again, over 2 metres, 201 centimetres, 116 kgs at 19. So, um, yeah, big, big signings uh, in more ways than one, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so far only three new signings that um, I can see as of now. And then going straight to the semi-finalists who... We're one try away, uh, TMO away from getting to that final. Um, they've had a few new signings. Their first one, uh, probably their biggest one, Gareth Anskim. Um, obviously the New Zealand born, but, uh, Wales international, uh, 10 slash 15. Um, Os played, I think, at Ospreys, did he? Um, but yeah, he's coming in, I think, for, uh, Aaron Cruden, who I think has, uh, left them. I think it was just a one year deal that he was on, but, um, struggled a little bit with, suspension and I think injuries as well so didn't play too much last year but um good experience 10 they normally is very uh Santori style well a lot of teams do it but Santori have had a lot of those kind of top quality 10s they had uh Bowden Barrett there um Damian McKenzie and you know just for those short contracts so just having that uh class 10 just to steer the ship so again another international 10 joining their ranks um then they've got uh the lock previously at Bristol, um, Sam Jeffries, uh, 29 year old, or 30 year old, I should say, 196 centimeters. Another tall Australian lock in, uh, Trevor Hosea, uh, 203 centimeters. Uh, played at the Rebels. Another Rebel, uh, Tamati Ioane, uh, the, at 185 centimeters, 120 kegs, uh, flanker slash number eight. Then they've got Sioni, uh, Levemai, Lavemai, um, who was at, the Udayasu D-Rocks, and he's also uh, played for Japan, I believe, the lock slash back row at 190 centimeters. And then they've got Joe Kamana, uh, the one of the original hosts of the, the Japan Rugby Weekly podcast. Um, Joe, obviously a center, was at the Shuttles, um, Shoki Shuttles. He's played uh, sevens for Japan before that, was at the Coke, obviously, and then uh, at Mazda. So, um, yeah, a few good pickups there for Suntory, and um, very exciting. Exciting times. They, uh, would have obviously thought they had a bit of a disappointing year last year. So, um, it will be interesting to see how they go this year. Uh, moving right along, another team with a lot of big signings, um, is Toshiba, Toshiba Brave Lupus, who definitely had a disappointing year, um, didn't make the semis, um, last season, but they've recruited well. Two of the recruits, again, were announced really early. Uh, Shannon Frizzell, the OC, all Blacks flanker, um, and then just a young up-and-coming 10, Richie Monga. So um, he played a couple of tests for the ABs. Um, might have kicked the winning penalty a week or two ago against Australia. So, yeah, two great signings. And then they also have Anise uh, Samuera, who was at the uh, Blue Revs before this had 12 caps for Japan. I think before that he was actually at Cannon as well. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, we also have... Uh, PJ Steenkamp, who was at the Lions, um, was, has also represented South Africa under 20s, um, their lock. Then you've got Rob Thompson, who was at Toyota Verblitz until last season, the Kiwi. I think I actually played for the Māori All Blacks before. And then, um, also have Michael Collins, uh, sorry, Rob Thompson, a center. Michael Collins has got him down as a utility back. Um, 
but he was at the Ospreys as well. And then you've got a Japanese player, uh, a Japanese centre, I should say, Makoto Iofuchi. So a lot of signings there for Toshiba who will be looking to bounce back from a disappointing season um, from yeah, what they're used to. Uh, and then we've got Shizuoka Blue Revs who started very slow, but every game last year they were, you know, there or thereabouts got, you know, a thousand bonus points and then got a bonus point win against Pana uh, at the end of the season. So yeah, very strong team, tough team. Um, their biggest signing uh, would be Charles, Charles uh, Pietau, the fullback. So yeah, the, uh, is Kiwi still going to Kiwi? I guess he's, uh, you know, changed allegiance to Tonga. Um, but also played, I think, 17 caps or so for NZ as well. So very experienced player. They've also got the Australian lock, young lock, Jack Wright, uh, who was playing at the Brumbies. They've got Sioneb, uh, Funa, who's also another lock, who was at, uh, the Red Dolphins for a couple of seasons. And then before that, he, uh, was at university in Osaka, I want to say. So. Yeah, he's a category A lock now, 192 centimeters. Um, yeah, Jack, Jack Wright, uh, it would be pretty handy as well in terms of height, 202 centimeters. Um, and then they've got, uh, Sylvian, uh, Mahusa. Um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, but he was, uh, a center, 29 years old South African who has recently been playing at the D Rocks. Uh, and obviously before that, the Shining Arcs, which is, uh, the old name for the D Rocks. So he's, Got a bit of experience in um, Japan. Uh, and then moving to one of the signings I already mentioned, uh, Corby Steelers. They've got a few big signings. Uh, obviously one, Adi Savir, who, yeah, will, uh, I feel like he'll suit Japanese rugby very well. Very strong runner, obviously. Um, don't have to, I think, experience, uh, explain too much about him. Uh, sorry, that sounds very biased, but I know the NZ players a lot better than the um, foreign, other foreign players. But um, yeah, he's got over 60 caps for NZ um, and yeah will be an asset for uh, the Corby Steelers who had a very disappointing season last year so they'll be looking to bounce back um, obviously new coach as well new coaching staff so they'll be looking to bounce back and now uh, we've got another one of uh, their previous favorite sons uh, Brody Retallick is back um, as well as Bryn Gatlin is also here the 10 uh, the 28 year old is joining um, and then a Japanese hooker Ushihara Hidoaki so um, yeah, he was at the Dokomo Red Hurricanes um, before going to the Toyota Shoki Shadows for one season and obviously now at Kobe. So, um, yeah, new signing for them after they lost a couple of uh, hookers in the offseason. And then lastly, rounding out uh, Conference A for the 2023-2024 season is the newly promoted uh, Honda Heat. Um, they've got a couple of new signings. Um, but sorry, I want to touch before that on but a sad news, I guess, for Corbett, uh, got announced that Richard Buckman, who I think he still had a one year on his contract, maybe it was really late, uh, for him to, uh, be announced. So I'm guessing he still had a bit of time on his contract, but it looks like he's, um, left Corbett and from what it sounds like retired as well. Um, obviously he struggled a little bit with injuries at the back end of his career, but had a great career over in Japan. Um, so yeah, congratulations to your career if it is your, uh, if you are hanging up your boots, but, um, yeah, sorry, going back to Honda Heat, they've got a prop, um, Tajima Gun, or Gun Tajima, who, uh, played at the Sea Waves, actually, the Kamaishi Sea Waves, before going to the Shoki Shadows for a couple of seasons, and now, um, heading to Honda. Uh, next, you've got Kona uh, Wihongi, uh, lock, two meters exactly, uh, who 
was, uh, I think when he was younger, blues under 17s, but then came over to Japan to, uh, for high school, then was playing at the Akita Northern Bullets. Um, so yeah, joined a top flight team. Um, so congratulations to uh, him. Uh, next we have another Kiwi flanker slash number eight. Can even play lock as well. Uh, Waimana Kappa, who, um, until recently was playing at the Kintetsu Liners. Um, next we have Sosisini, uh, Tokoshio, um, the flanker slash number eight, who was at Kobe and before that was also at the shuttles as well. Um, so he's had a couple of teams over here in Japan. We've also got the 10 slash 15, uh, Mitchell Hunt, the, another Kiwi, uh, basically all Kiwis, I think, um, apart from, uh, Gun, the, uh, first Japanese prop that I mentioned. But, um, yeah, Mitchell Hunt 10, 15, who was at the, uh, Highlanders, uh, last season. Oh, sorry, for the last few seasons. Um, and then lastly, Got Tavita Lee, the uh, winger who most recently for the last few years has been at the Santoli Sunglyth. So bit of X Factor on the wing. Obviously a category B player, so you'll take a Japanese oh sorry, a foreign spot. Um but yeah, a uh, bit of speed on the wing for them. And um that pretty much uh yeah, wraps up conference A. I'll also have these kinda on uh I'll put these up on um Instagram as well so you can see them and then just let me know if there's any new signings that you see and I'll just keep updating them but I just think it's a lot easier to see them if they're all in one place because at the moment it took me a good couple of hours to uh yeah search for all the new signings and hopefully I haven't missed any um there's a few teams that have signed a lot more people than others for this new up and coming season um but yeah that basically uh rounds it out thanks uh I guess for listening and um the Harlequins and the Heat partnership was the uh winner of the day it was a game of a thousand uh, All Blacks being signed for Japanese rugby and um, full credit to Richard Buckman on a great career uh, in Japan at the uh, Kobe Steelers. But yeah, again, thanks as always and um, hope you have a good one. Arigatou. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it and don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigatou. I'll talk to you next week.